1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wolves. Today on the show, Team USA win an undefeated 3-0 in the first round in pool play at FIBA World Cup. Anthony Edwards dominated Jordan on early, early Wednesday morning in the U.S. Uh, A fantastic performance. We'll talk about the last two U.S. victories. We'll check in on Kat, how the Dominican Republic is doing. We'll peek ahead. What's next for Team USA later this week? It's all about the FIBA World Cup today here on Lockdown Wolves. Welcome in. You are Lockdown Wolves. You are Locked on Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Wolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked on Wolves. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Hump Day. Hopefully you're having a fantastic week. A big thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find this show. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV, along with all the other Minnesota Lockdown podcasts. And you can follow on Twitter, at Wolves and also at Beacon with two B's, two E's, E. All right. Uh, we're talking FIBA World Cup today. Last show, Monday, I recorded it like right before. Or I guess I recorded it on Sunday, so it would have been before the Team USA win over Greece. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, more recently, very early this morning on Wednesday, Team USA beat Jordan uh, handily. It was, it was really the first game that Team USA, including the exhibition season, really, where it felt like a complete start-to-finish complete and utter dominance over a team that Team USA, frankly, should dominate, regardless of, you know, the lack of actual NBA all-stars on the team. Um, Just just simply put, the talent level was just so much so overwhelming. Obviously, Greece is good, but without Giannis, that wasn't a whole lot of a test either. But I want to talk a little bit about that game because it was a bit closer. Now, Greece is ranked ninth in the world. Of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo not playing. His brother did play, but no NBA players um, on the team besides uh, Theonassis Antetokounmpo. Um, uh, Papa Nikolaou, the former, what, he played for the Rockets, I believe, was on the team. Like, there's, uh, Greece is still a good team, right? They've got more top-to-bottom talent than, say, Jordan, uh, with the USA beat Wednesday. Um, but it wasn't really all that close. Now, the final was 28. The game was closer than that, though. TMSA was only up four at the end of the first quarter. It kind of maintained, a, you know, multiple possession lead, but didn't really push it to double digits until late in the second quarter of Monday's game. And Ant got off to a little bit of a, a slow start as well. Um, and and we've seen Steve Kerr now, especially you know, these last couple of games, give some of the starters a big rest to start the second quarter. So Ant came out late in the first, didn't come back in until like four plus minutes left in the second quarter against Greece on Monday. Um, and and really didn't score. I think he had four points at halftime. He only had one bucket. He started one of six from the field. Um, and then at halftime, this was, a, what was it? It was like a 12-point game, maybe. Uh, let's see, nine. It was a 13-point game at halftime. And immediately in the third quarter, Team USA comes out, Runs a set and ends up open in the corner, knocks down a three. And then from that point forward, Ant and the the Team USA was off and running. Edwards scored nine of his 13 points in the third and didn't score at all in the fourth quarter. Didn't need to. Team USA ends up winning by 18. Again, it it was a little bit closer than that. Uh, It it hovered around that 10 to 15 point lead for, you know, until late in the third quarter. And then Team USA really kind of pulled away. Uh, but it was really more of a balanced attack. Nobody scored more than 15 points. Tim USA had four players score between 10 and 15. Austin Reeves led the team in scoring with 15. And he basically, uh, I don't think in either of these last two games, he shared the court with Ant at all. We saw a little bit of, the, of that in the exhibition season, but clearly Steve Kerr's plan is by and large to have one of those two guys on the floor at all times. In fact, Austin Reeves, we'll talk about Wednesday's win over Jordan here in a minute. He played a little bit more than Ant because Ant didn't play it all in the fourth quarter of that game. So really you, when Ant comes out, Reeves goes in and Reeves plays the Ant role where where he's effectively initiating offense. They're running some sets to get the ball in his hands, to get him moving towards the basket, dribble handoffs, et cetera, operating in pick and roll. Um, and I mean, Reeves has been every bit as effective as Anthony Edwards in, in FIBA so far Um, in this particular game Ant shot again, against Greece was four of 11 from the field. Again, he started one of six and then he finished three of five, three of his last five shots, Uh, just three of nine on two point shots. He was a little bit, a little bit sloppy, forced a couple of mid range jumpers. um, One of two outside the arc, got to the line four times, made all three of his, excuse me, all four of his free throws, three assists, only two boards uh, in 20 minutes for Ant in that game against Greece. again, it really felt like he was being really deferential throughout the game. Like, he knew that they didn't really need him to win this game. Um, and he didn't get into a groove early. So it was more just like, hey, I'm, I'm passing, I'm distributing, etc. Um, and actually, I had this note for both games. So I'll highlight it here for Greece first. Anthony Edwards should have had more than three assists in this game. His passing, and I continue to say this. I said this um, if you want, if you listened or watched Locked On NBA on Monday with Jackson Gatlin, who's also the host of Locked On Rockets. I was on that show uh, Sunday. So this was before the Greece game Monday morning to talk about Ant so far in FIBA. And Jackson asked me what I thought about Ant and like what's been most impressive. I said the playmaking, the distribution, the decision-making with the ball in his hands. And I've said all, offseason. That's what's been... that that was the biggest area of growth for ant last year in the nba with the timberwolves was the decision making with the ball in his hands it doesn't show up on the stat sheet necessarily it doesn't even necessarily show through in all of the in all the advanced metrics either that was the one clear area there were some shot selection issues some efficiency issues some consistency on both ends of the floor but the decision making at the ball in the hands the 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 ability to distribute on time on target that has continued to improve and it's been even more impressive to me in, in FIBA World Cup. And, and I mean, you could argue, and I said this to Jackson too, that like Cat is still better than the second best player in Team USA. I mean, we could argue about Braden Ingram and Jalen Brunson, I guess, maybe Mikel Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, it's close, right? But it's not like there's another player that's at ants level on Team USA. There just isn't. Um, but it's a whole team of guys, right? Like, there's, there's no, um, Apologies to Jordan McLaughlin and, you know, the Wolves bench. There's no Jordan McLaughlin. There's no, um, you know, the Nik- well, Alexander-Walker is a bad example because he's played really well for Canada. These are all starting caliber NBA players, right? So they all want the ball in their hands, but there isn't like a, a, a 1B to Ants 1A in this situation. So on some level, it may be more difficult to pick your spots. But on the other hand, everybody's a dynamic player on this roster in, in their own in their own way. And so Ant to distribute the ball like he has again, only three assists Monday against Greece, but it easily could have been five or six. There were some missed open threes. There was a missed bunny at the rim by, I forget who it was. Um, but Ant's passing was really, really impressive on Monday against Greece. And, and that's, that stood out the most to me, uh, but this was a relatively easy win again, Reeves led led to scoring 15 points four seven shooting. He also had six assists off the bench. Austin Reeves did. And he was second on the team with five rebounds. Josh Hart, Josh Hart in 20 minutes on Monday and got to a lot of clock because of the score. Uh, Six points, 11 rebounds. Led the team in rebounding. Bobby Portis had 10 points, four rebounds. and had those 13. And we continue to see quiet Brandon Ingram. Only five points, two made shots from the field for Ingram um, uh, on Monday as well, which has been kind of an interesting storyline to follow. Ben Caro, after being huge on Saturday, only had eight points, but he uh, didn't play as much as um, as Bobby Portis. Well, actually, no, they played about the same um, minutes-wise, but Portis just seemed a little bit more involved when he was on the floor. Anyway, relatively easy win over Greece on Monday. Wednesday, uh, no relatively about it, a super easy win. We'll talk a little bit about just how dominant Ant was, led the game in scoring. So we'll talk about uh, that game here next. We'll also peek, take a peek at Cat, what he's up to, and when does USA play next? Who does Team USA play next? We'll talk about all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's an amazing deal, by the way. If you're an NFL fan at all, if you're a Minnesota NFL fan, the Vikings look like they'll be Descending in this year. I don't know the win thirteen games again, but it, it should be an interesting division, right? Like you could make a case for all well, maybe not the Bears, but the, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings for all being legit division winner contenders or, or contenders to win the division. Now's the season to do this. Again, just bet $5 to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. You also get your $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the
0: NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: A big thank you once again for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, every day is Friday. We'll talk. The time hasn't been released yet. I'm tipping. Uh, we'll talk about TBSA's schedule. They haven't released the time as of this recording when they'll play, but surely it will be before. Uh, well, I shouldn't say surely. It likely will be after I record Friday's podcast, but we will see. Um, if we don't talk FIBA, we'll we'll brief we'll briefly preview the matchup for the U.S. on Friday on Friday's show. But we will talk about um, some of these win total projections and Western Eastern Conference projections that are coming out at ESPN Bleacher Report, et cetera. Uh, I've been putting that off because of all the FIBA stuff, but we'll talk about that on Friday. Um, and also a little bit more FIBA. So that's upcoming on Friday. And then of course, we'll be back on Monday. As always, we'll have a whole weekend of FIBA basketball to talk about on Monday. All right. Uh, So Team USA played Jordan very early in the morning. It was like 3 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. Central Time on Wednesday. And uh, I watched it right before recording the show. Uh, It was exactly what you would expect. and, And frankly, refreshing to see Team USA actually completely and thoroughly dominate someone. And they didn't do that really in exhibit. You know, there was some easy wins in there. Uh, but this was like, this is, I think what a lot of people expect when Team USA plays um, lesser national teams. I mean, just just to to put that very frankly. Now, Team USA should have done this to Jordan, but Jordan's still 33rd in the world, right? Like we talked about this before the tournament. Team USA's group Uh, or pool, as I keep calling it, the group, Group C, um, has the most compacted rankings, if you will. So the worst team in, in the pool, in the group, was Jordan at World 33. Every other group, A through H, their worst team or the lowest seeded team had a higher world ranking than Jordan. So Jordan was still 33rd, like a team that U.S. should dominate. But by far, not even close, I should say, to the worst team in the entire tournament. Rondae Hollis Jefferson, of course, briefly at Timberwolf in training camp a couple of years ago, and and actually I wanted him on the team. I, I still don't really know why he's not in the NBA as as a, you know a bench guy, role guy, whatever. Uh, anyway, he was good for them. He was really good uh, the previous time out in their loss before the U.S. game. Um, but Hollis Jefferson was really the only the only hope that the Jordan national team had. He had 20 points of this game. The next highest scorer on Jordan's team had 10 points. Um, so Hollis Jefferson had to be high usage. He was, and he was relatively effective, and, and he was the again, the only hope that Jordan had. The U.S. jumped out to a 15-2 lead. Ant started to go off. It suddenly was it was 20 to 4. Uh, at the end of the first quarter it was 31 to 12. Ant did a ton of damage early. Um, he was really aggressive getting into the paint. Yes, he did knock down three threes on five attempts in this game, but he was five of 11 from two point range. And only, I think three of them were non paint twos. And I believe he made two of those three. Uh, there were a couple of kind of force heat checks in there. Um, he still was eight of 16, right? In, in 19 minutes of play, he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter and didn't because the team USA was up by so much. Again, it was 31, 12 after the first quarter and it was 62 to 33 at halftime. Um, so Ant played most of the third quarter, didn't play at all in the fourth, but he had, he's had what 22 for the game. I think he had 16 at halftime or 15 at halftime was the, was the game leading scorer and got hot again in the third quarter, uh, had a couple of nice open floor dunks, uh, in transition. Well, there was one that was a lay in. There was a dunk after a behind the back pass off a steal from Jalen Brunson. That was a, a windmill dunk from Ant that you've no doubt seen the highlight on already. Um, but the first half when, the game was at least, you know, relatively in question. Ant was really aggressive getting to the rim. He had a really nice Ant one when he finished through the the defense, took the took the uh, contact and got to the line. Um, by the way, made all his free throws in against Greece on Monday and against Jordan. Seven of seven total at the line between those two games, which is positive to see after he missed a couple on Saturday and we saw those free throw issues late in the regular season last year with the Wolves. Uh, So good to see Ant making those free throws in international competition for the most part. But the most impressive thing for me was getting to the glass, the aggressiveness there. Also, going back to the playmaking conversation, four assists, zero turnovers for Anthony Edwards in this game. So listen to this line, 22 points, eight rebounds, Four assists, no turnovers for Anthony Edwards. Was a uh, second on the team, tied for second on the team with a plus 30 and was just phenomenal. Eight of 16 overall shooting, three of five outside the arc, three of three at the line um, and effective going to the rim. If you pull out those mid-range shots, again, I think he was two of three or maybe two of four from mid-range. Take those out and the efficiency looks even better. Um, Like... I get that that's part of his game, but that's my, you know, kind of other concern from last year. The shot selection wise, he shot a lot more long twos last season, and I know it's because he knows he can now. He can get that shot off anytime he wants, and he's a pretty good mid-range shooter, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's not Devin Booker. He's not a mid-range ace, right? So, and at his, at his age, athleticism, size, just get all the way to the bucket, right? Now, I don't want him to hit the floor 14 times a game in FIBA, and, and maybe that was part of the calculus here. I don't know, uh, because he did hit the floor a lot early in the game. But he was dynamic getting to the basket. He was drawing fouls. He was impressive getting downhill. Um, and he should be, right, against the Jordan national team. But in 19 minutes, 22 points on 16 shots, four assists, no turnovers. This was another game, just like Monday against Greece. It easily could have had eight assists in this game. Um, in fact, I was tracking it. There were at least four missed buckets that should have like a, a couple of wide open threes uh, at least one in the lane there was one that uh i think i think it was Brunson maybe or Bridges got fouled and got to the line off of an ant dish um but missed the layup it rolled out and instead of an and one it was just free throws so obviously no assist for ant there were a couple of those mixed in there um now you could say that about almost every game, but it really feels prominent to me because Anthony Edwards that like Monday against Greece, he was really unselfish, like super unselfish. He knew that they didn't need him to win that game in this game. He got hot early and kind of was like, all right, I'm going to force some stuff. But he, it just felt like he had the ball in his hands so much that he was still able to chalk up four assists to no turnovers. He had a couple of really nice passes in transition. There were some nice headman passes to ignite the break. Just impeccable decision-making. In fact, I don't even know that there was a bad pass that Anthony Edwards made in this game. Like, I thought every read he made was was completely correct. And that is so important and such a big step in the right direction. And again, I I said this in the first segment, it's a continuation of what we saw last year from Anthony Edwards on the Wolves, is he's improving in that area of his game so, so much. And it's so great to see. Um, Other Other players for the U.S. uh, He had 22. Nobody else had more than 13. Portis had 13. Jaron Jackson had 12. Jackson was very good in this game. Um, He only had two blocks, but he affected a number of shots. Walker Kessler, by the way, had three blocks in 12 minutes. Both of them, uh, you know, again, a much bigger team. We're seeing this a lot. The team USA is going to be even without, even though they like to play small, and it's not like Portis, Bancaro, You know, the the primary bigs are gigantic guys compared to NBA centers. In international play, I mean, that'll do. You could play small, right? Uh, but Kessler played well when he was in the game. Jaren Jackson was very, very good. Uh, four of seven shooting. Four of five on on twos. He attempted two threes and missed them both. Got to the line seven times. I thought he was probably the next best player. Uh, Portis and Jackson together probably were. Uh, Jalen Brunson scored four quick points, I think the first four of the game, and then was relatively quiet the rest of the way. He had 10. Um, another pretty quiet game for Bancaro, eight and four. Austin Reeves, again, kind of filled the ant roll off the bench only had 8 points in this game but and, and actually had four turnovers and just one assist so not Austin Reeves best game he did have one steal uh where he just kind of punked the guy on Jordan like was I think it was the Jordan game I'm getting these two games mixed up Jordan and Greece I think it was the Jordan game where he just stole a behind the back dribble went behind the back himself to get the ball up the court and then uh ant ended up getting an assist I think on that play where in the paint he dumped it off to Portis so it was uh you know there was that one nice nice um sequence that was initiated by Austin Reeves but in general uh, probably his worst game in international play so far um, and it, the Brandon Ingram check a, a little more active seven points on seven shots but still probably not uh, certainly not the performance he's been expecting based on his quotes to the media but um, in general probably not what team USA expected from Ingram either all right next let's talk about what's up next for team USA we'll also check
0: in on cat and the Dominican Republic we'll do that here next Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: All right, Team USA plays next on Friday. So they get they get Thursday off and then round 2 is officially what it's called will take place Friday. Um, I'm kind of filling this in based on the schedule on on the FIBA World Cup site. Uh, because it's not all the way filled in yet. But according to the schedule, Team C1, so the team that finishes first in Group C, it's Team US, will play on Friday against Montenegro. There is no time listed yet. It looks like the fifth game of the day, um, so probably like still early morning, 7, 8 o'clock. I'm completely guessing on the time, but it'll be Friday against Montenegro. Checking in on Montenegro, we'll go a little bit more in-depth on Friday, but real quickly, they're 2-1, and one. Um, they beat a couple of, of, um, I don't know, non, they beat a couple of teams with no NBA talent, I guess is, is maybe the best way to say that they beat Japan. They beat, uh, nope, sorry. My, uh, I skipped a line. They beat Egypt and they beat Mexico both very easily. I think they were both 20 point wins. Neither team, neither Mexico nor Egypt has any NBA players on their team, at least not current NBA players. They lost to Lithuania though, by 20. Montenegro is 18th in the world. Lithuania was eighth in the world coming into the tournament. And Montenegro lost to Lithuania by 20. Lithuania has got uh, Jonas Valanciunas on the team, and he is the only NBA caliber talent on that team. Um, Montenegro has Nikola Vucevic, and he's their only NBA talent. And in that game, he had 19 points, 11 of 11 at the line and this loss to Lithuania, but he was just 4 of 13 from the field. Um, for his part, had 11.8 rebounds in that game, uh, but he was like third on the team in scoring uh, when Lithuania beat Montenegro by 20. So Montenegro was second in their group. Team USA will play them Friday. It's a winnable game. We'll break it down a little bit more on Friday's show. Um, I, I say winnable game. These all are winnable games for Team USA. It's a game they should win, but at least in terms of world ranking, um, I mean, I guess Greece was ninth, but without Giannis, like, Is Greece really ninth? Montenegro is 18th. So it should be the stiffest test for Team USA to this point. Um, Probably, I would say, probably in the same neighborhood as Greece without Giannis would be Montenegro in terms of overall talent and effectiveness. So a difficult, not difficult, man, it's really hard to kind of parse this when we're talking about Team USA should be here and and they should, they're the favorite in all these games, right? Um, A more difficult game than the Jordan game probably more like the Greece game Monday. That'll be Friday. We'll talk about it on Friday's show as well. Uh, let's talk about the Dominican Republic. 3-0, and um, the Dominican Republic is in the tournament so far. Cat was phenomenal in the first two games. We talked about that on Monday's show. Uh, they beat Italy already. That was the big test. They had already beaten the Philippines in a close game when Jordan Clarkson went off for the Philippines. They just had to beat Angola, That and Angola 41st in the world. So again, context Jordan is 33rd Angola is 41st they're supposed to be worse than Jordan was the US just beat Jordan by 50 or whatever it was um, and Cat got into foul trouble classic classic Cat. unfortunately super good in the first two games averaged what 25 and 11 25 and 10 something like that the first two games then he gets three fouls in the first four minutes of the game against Angola had only eight points and two rebounds in 15 minutes of that game but the Dominican Republic still wins They won 75 to 67. They won by eight and had to rely on non-CAT players. Uh, Lester Quinones, of course, the only other NBA player on that roster. He was relatively quiet off the bench, seven points. Andres Feliz had 17. Victor Liz had 13 points, um, and they combined for 14 rebounds. So, I mean, Cat, like, just a quiet game. He he did what he does too often with the Wolves, got into foul trouble early and wasn't able to be effective. Thankfully, they held on against a what should have been a far inferior opponent in Angola. So the Dominican Republic advances. Um, and actually, let's see if I can real quick pull up when they play next. I believe that they, they play tomorrow on Thursday, but I'm going to make sure that that's true here. Um, well, no, I think they don't play again until Friday. Let's see here. Yeah, they play Friday, actually, tipping around the same time, maybe slightly before the U.S., and they'll be against uh, B2, which I'm jumping around here to try and see if if I can figure out who the Dominican will play. Uh, They'll play against South Sudan on Friday, uh, again, slightly before Team USA plays. South Sudan beat China. Um, They lost to Serbia by quite a bit, so that's another winnable game for the Dominican. And, you know, South Sudan is ranked... They were actually only 62nd in the world coming into this. So they're a bit of a surprise that they're still in it. Uh, but that's who, if I'm reading this correctly, the Dominican will play Friday. So hopefully Cat has a much better performance. Team USA will play Montenegro on Friday um, as we move forward in in the World Cup. And again, as the way that this works, if you're not familiar, the remaining 16 teams, so basically the top two from every group, are sorted into four groups of four. So U.S. is back in a group, uh, or one of the two, uh, whoever's second in their group um, I'm blanking on who it is now. They're in a group with three other teams now. They're reseeded, and then the top two teams from each group. So if the U.S. wins um, all three of their next games, obviously they qualify for the last uh, the last phase. Um, if they go if they split, there's a chance that they wouldn't advance. Of course, if the U.S. loses a game, it's a, it's kind of a disaster either way. So um, if they keep doing what they're doing, obviously the U.S. will be in the final phase, and then um, and that's the top eight. So quarterfinals and then you know if for instance if the dominican loses they keep playing in the classification rounds to determine their overall world ranking so um it's gonna be a lot of fun I, like this is where it starts to get really really fun and good for cat good for by the way team canada and kill alexander walker uh, a much tougher time for france as we talked about on monday but in general impressive performances for alexander walker for cat for Anthony Edwards, especially Ant has been arguably the best player in the tournament so far all the way around. Um, so a lot of fun here moving into the weekend. We'll of course cover on Friday, what, what the action is Friday. Um, and then we'll take a peek ahead at the rest of the schedule throughout the weekend that will all be set at that point in time. So, um, two back in on Friday for all that. And again, we'll also on Friday talk about, uh, win total projections, Western conference rankings, um, all that good stuff that's over at ESPN and Bleacher Report right now. So all that's upcoming here on Friday's show. A big thank you for watching, a big thank you for listening once again, and a big thank you for making us your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app. You can download that at the uh, on either Roku or Amazon Fire TV. You can follow on Twitter or X, at BBeacon and at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.